Friends, God's Spirit is here as we join together in worship. Welcome to this shared service between Harrison United Church and Grace United Church. I am the Reverend McCall Cottrell, minister at Grace United, and co-leading worship with me today is Reverend Jessica Cottrell, minister at Harrison United. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. As we worship from our homes, may we know that the place where we are gathered right now is holy space, filled with God's presence. May we feel God's Spirit drawing us together in praise and in the outpouring of Christ's love. During this time of lockdown, please note that there are no in-person worship services at either church. We are thankful for the technology and the sharing of gifts that allows us to worship together in this way. Grace United Church continues to have online virtual coffee time each Sunday at 12 noon, as well as Kids Connect and ukulele time. For more information about these or to be added to our church email announcements, please contact the office at Grace United Church. An audio version of our scripture reading, sermon, and prayers of the people from today's service is also available on Grace United's podcast. It is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Just search for Grace United, the podcast, or you can listen on your computer by following the link on Grace United's website. And friends, as we gather for worship, we remember that for thousands of years, Indigenous people have walked on this land. Their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and their spirituality. As we worship today, we recognize that we are all treaty people. Grace United Church is part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the pain and broken relationship that has come with colonization and an ongoing history filled with oppression and racism. We pray that God may lead us in working towards right relationship. Friends, come, let us worship. May the light of Christ shine brightly around us and in our lives. Amen. And let us join together in our centering responsive. A star shining in the east, discovered by those who have eyes for the unusual and the challenging. A journey into unknown territory, taken by those who have courage and curiosity. An encounter with an evil presence, evil faced yet resisted with care. The Holy One recognized, in spite of humble origin, the glory and the gifts given by God's chosen child. Oh, that we had the faithfulness of the Magi. Then, God, nothing would stand in the way of our searching for the highest good. 
Oh, that we had the gifts of the Magi. Then, God, we would present what is appropriate to Jesus, your anointed one. Oh, that we had the wisdom of the Magi. Then, God, we would see the hidden threat of the evil ones and quietly avoid it. Oh, that we had the joy of the Magi. Then, God, our encounter with Jesus would leave us exhilarated, thankful, and ready for committed discipleship. Amen. Our mission and service today is Grandmother's Help Changed Attitudes. In Kenya, 1.5 million people live with HIV. In the Rift Valley of Kenya, 7% of the people who live there are HIV positive. That's roughly 892,707 people. Sadly, the grandmothers whose children have died of AIDS are left alone to care for their grandchildren. To add insult to injury, their church community condemns them. Why? Because some pastors who don't know the facts about HIV believe and teach that faithful Christians cannot contract the disease. They think HIV is a result of sexual sin and that it's a judgment from God for sexual immorality, a disease for sinners. The pastors had little information about HIV and AIDS. To them and others in the community, it was a strange disease. Their theological interpretation of the disease was based on the way they read about the incurable diseases mentioned in the Old Testament. The pastors said that they had believed and taught that a believer in Christ cannot contract HIV, that HIV is a disease for sinners. HIV was a result of sexual sin and it was a judgment from God for the sexually immoral, writes Esther Mambo, Regional Coordinator of the World Council of Churches Ecumenical HIV and AIDS Initiative and Advocacy, and Pauline Wenjuro, Lecturer in the Faculty of Theology and Director of Partnerships and Alumni Relations at St. Paul University in Limuru, Kenya. With support from your mission and service gifts, Mombo and Wanjuro led a series of workshops in one Rift Valley community that has been hit especially hard by AIDS and HIV. The workshops invited grandmothers and pastors to meet and discuss the nature of the disease and the stigma around it. One grandmother who attended the workshops was 70 years old. She had lost both her son and her daughter and was left to raise three grandchildren on her own. Instead of stepping up to help, her neighbors refused to visit because they said her daughter and her son had been sexually immoral. Her pastor wouldn't even attend her children's funeral because he didn't want to be seen associating with the family. When she went to church, the pastor preached about the punishment of sexual immorality. At the workshops, this woman bravely told her story to the pastors that attended. She also shared with them what it felt like to be shamed for loving her children and grandchildren. Another grandmother explained that her grandchildren were born with the virus and thus couldn't have been involved in any sexual immorality. Yet another spoke of God's love for everyone. As the grandmothers told their stories, they felt more and more confident in their knowledge and experience. 
the pastors learned more about the disease and made a commitment to extend compassion and offer pastoral care to the grandmothers. For these pastors, the experience was a true epiphany. Beliefs inform actions. How we think affects what we do. All of us know from our own life experience that when we know better, we do better. Your mission and service gifts support people around the world in speaking their truth so Christ's light of love can shine in way we think, say, and do. Thank you for your faithful support. Hello, this is the scripture reading. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12. The visit of the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them that the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search of the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star had been seen in the east, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Friends, let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the weeks leading up to Christmas, there was great excitement in the air. Yes, people were excited about all of the events and festivities around the holidays, even though they knew that they were going to look different this year than other years. However, what seemed to really get people excited was the possibility of the appearance of the Christmas star on December 21st, the winter solstice. Astrologers were quick to clarify that what would actually occur is referred to as the Great Conjunction, when the planets of Jupiter and Saturn would be so close together in the night sky that they would appear to be joined, one beautiful bright light on the longest night of the year. While this phenomenon happens every 20 years or so, the last year that it was clearly visible at night to the naked eye was 800 years ago. Many believe that it was the same event that is referred to in our biblical narrative, 
when there is reference to a great star in the sky appearing after the birth of Jesus. While cloud cover prevented us in Harrison from observing this magical Christmas star a few weeks ago. The pictures captured from other parts of the world certainly stirred my imagination. Star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Today we are observing Epiphany, the day when we celebrate the arrival of the Magi at the place where Jesus lived. Legend goes that they followed a star that was shining in the sky, a star that was so brilliant and awe-inspiring that it beckoned them to leave all that was comfortable and familiar and to journey to where it led. In our Christmas nativities and celebrations, we often mesh together the two stories found in the Gospels of Luke and Matthew, combining the sheep and the shepherds from Luke and the wise men from Matthew into one gathering along with the Holy Family at the stable in Bethlehem. However, the Gospel of Matthew tells us that the star did not appear in the night sky until after Jesus had been born. And it was only then, once the star had risen, that the wise men followed its path. It is therefore unlikely that they arrived at the same time as the shepherds who had been summoned by the angels. It is more likely that the Magi arrived far after the birth had taken place, perhaps even two years later, encountering the Christ child as a rambunctious and curious toddler. Regardless of when they arrived, the Magi, the wise ones, the ones who studied the stars, found what they were looking for in that house in Bethlehem, the house beneath the shining star of God. And it causes us to reflect on how the star led them. The star led them to a new place. After a journey of days, weeks, months, or years, the wise ones found their way to Bethlehem, a place where they had not been before. It was outside of their previous experience in a region that was new and exotic to them. Who knows what kind of welcome they received? Were they greeted by the community with open arms and offers of hospitality? Or were they subjected to suspicious glances and whispers of, who are those new people? Did they feel right at home? Or did they feel uncomfortable in their new surroundings with languages and dialects they didn't understand and traditions they had not been introduced to? Did they blend into the surroundings or stick out like a sore thumb? It can be difficult to journey to a new place, to enter into a community where you are not known. And yet we know that we cannot always stay where we are, that the Spirit calls us to move where she blows and to be receptive to God's calling. Where is God calling you to journey this year? Are you being called to adventure into a new hobby or to give up something that has been draining your time or your energy? Are you being called to stay right where you are and to offer hospitality to those who are new in your midst? Are you nervous about how you will be received? Are you uncertain of how to welcome those who you do not know? Where is the star 
leading you this year. The star also led the wise people into a time of discernment. While they traveled, we are told that they make a stop in Jerusalem and Herod catches wind of their presence. A powerful ruler, Herod was constantly worried that his authority was being threatened and hearing that there were visitors searching for a new king made him extremely nervous. So after consulting with the scribes and the priests, he sent an invitation to the wise people to join him for a time of fellowship. He tried very hard to mask his fright when he asked where they would find this new king, and he made them promise to report back to him when they had found him. We know that Herod had no plans to arrive at Mary and Joseph's door with a care package full of new gifts for the baby. He wanted instead to get rid of any threat to his power. And the wise people figured this out too. Through a dream that they have, as well as what we can only imagine was their own intuition, they discern that they will take a different path back to their home after they visit the new king. Something deep within them warns them that Herod's intentions are not pure. What is God calling you to discern this year? Are you being called to discern what your priorities are? What values and truths that you hold dear? Are you being called to discern about how you spend your time, about how you use your energy and abilities? What is the star leading you to discern? Finally, the star led them to worship and to give their gifts. We are told quite clearly in the Gospel of Matthew that the very first thing the wise people did when they encountered the child of Bethlehem was to kneel down and to pay homage to him. First they worshiped and then they offered their gifts. Like the wise people, we are also called to worship the child that we find in Bethlehem and to offer him our gifts. First and foremost, we are called to worship, to join together with our siblings of the faith, to offer praise and thanksgiving to our creator, the one who offers us the gift of love and to his incarnation on earth, the love song that taught us how to live in God's light. And we are called to offer our gifts. Our gifts are varied and unique and both specific to who we are as well as held common in community. We are called to offer the gifts of our time, our talents, and our treasures. How are you being called to worship the Christ child this year? How are you being called to show your thankfulness and praise each and every day? And what gifts are you being called to share? Are they the gifts of your time in your church or your community? Are they the gifts of your friendship and hospitality? Are they the gifts of greatest treasure, the gift of your love for God and for one another? What is the star leading you to do in worship? What is the star leading you to offer? The star led the wise ones on an incredible journey that continues to inspire us today. The star led them to a new place, 
It led them to discern and it led them to worship and offer their gifts. Where is the star leading you as we enter into the promise and possibilities of a new year? What do you need in the star to assist in your journey? The last few years, our practice at Harriston United has been to distribute star words as we celebrate Epiphany. And I know that you've done the same at Grace United. Since we are not physically together this morning, we do not have this opportunity. So instead, I'm going to invite you to do something a bit different for 2021. Take a few moments after our worship this morning to discern what you feel that you need for this next year. Is it courage or faithfulness? Is it patience or flexibility? Is it awareness or balance? Is it something else? What comes to your mind and heart as being needed for this next year? Choose the first word that comes to your mind and write it down. You can choose to cut out a star to write it on or just note it on a piece of paper and maybe draw a star beside it. After you have your star word for 2021, I invite you to place it somewhere you will see it every day. On the fridge, a bathroom mirror, in a journal, in your car, wherever it will be visible to you and allow you to see your star word regularly as you make your way through this next year. Where is the star leading you in 2021? How is the star and its word guiding you? Only time will tell. Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. The Christmas story is a powerful one, one that has the ability to change us, to transform us, to guide our feet and direct our path. It is the gift we receive each year, that loving reminder of our faith that God came and dwelled among us and our world and our lives were never again the same. The star continues to guide those who long for something more in life, those who seek beauty and truth and love, those who hope for love in its human form to change them forever. The star is still shining. Come, let us follow and live in its light. Let us be brave and see where it will lead us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Friends, let us pray. God of all, today we have shared the story of the Magi who you led by the star to encounter Christ. We pray that you may continue to lead us into the places that fill us with awe and wonder, hope and assurance, renewal and empowerment. We give you thanks for all those who reveal your holy presence to us as they bring us comfort, strength and healing. We give you thanks for the moments of peace, comfort, and inspiration that come to us. 
We thank you for all the blessings that meet us each and every day. We give you thanks for our communities of faith and all the ways that you remind us that even though we may be physically distant, you hold us together in your love and that we are here for one another. Help us, O oh God, to be ever mindful of the rich blessings of life and to be your channels of blessing to each other. O oh God, like the Magi, pouring out their gifts to Christ, we pour out our gifts to you and offer them to our churches, our gifts of time, talent, prayer, and money. Bless them and guide their use. We pray, O oh God, for all who are seeking direction, all who look at this new year with fear and uncertainty, all who are feeling overwhelmed, lost, afraid, all who are lonely, and all who are struggling. May your holy love strengthen them and guide them. We pray for all who are caring for others, for families, educators, ministers, healthcare workers, first responders, funeral directors, friends, and supporters. We pray for all who are working to limit the spread of the coronavirus, all who are working to distribute the vaccine. We pray for Dr. Ian Era, Dr. Nicola Mercer, Dr. David William, and all who work in public health. Guide them and strengthen them. We pray, O oh God, for all who are working for justice, who stand against abusive powers and nurture your hope. We pray for all who are working for peace, for all who are speaking out against injustice, for all who live with violence in their homes, communities, and countries, all who lift up the banner of hope. We offer now our individual prayers to you. God of Epiphany, as you led the Magi and brought people together over difference and distance, draw us together and lead us in our outpouring of faith, in our care for others, in our work of protecting those made vulnerable. We pray all this in Jesus' name, as together we join in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, as we conclude this worship service, thank you for sharing in this holy time with us. And may the star that led the Magi to encounter the Christ child lead us and inspire us. May God fill us with hope and visions of new tomorrows. May God inspire us and lead us out in love. 
Friends, go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Thank you.